Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your bike or body. Use the code PULPMX to save yourself big cash when you check out brand new website. Mobile phone friendly, great international shipping rates. Proud sponsors of Andrew Short and Justin Brayton. Just a real couple of jerks over there on the BTO Sports KTM team. I'm kidding, obviously. And Fox Racing, brand new... Uh, Fox Racing stuff out now, 2015. Uh, Ryan Dungey, Kenny Roxon wear Fox. Uh, check out the V3 Instinct uh, helmet and uh, with MIPS technology and uh, Instinct, um, sorry, uh, airspace goggle and, uh, and other things. Uh, foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer as well. All right, I'm Steve Mathis, of course, in studio. Uh, he's here for a Pulpomex show. I don't know when you're going to be hearing this. Uh, could be next week. Phoenix Supercars has just ended. There's a lot of topics that I want to talk to this man about that we can't fit into a four-hour pulp show. So we thought we'd do a little bonus podcast for you guys on the uh, BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. The Weege in studio. Yeah, yeah. We Four hours on Monday night will not be enough. It won't That's be. pathetic. I know. We got lots to talk about. A lot of these notes were conversations we had over sushi or on the plane or whatever, and we're like, hey, we should do this stuff. Yep. yep. And we should do it on the pulp show. And then we're like, wait. We actually have Phoenix to talk about. Well, you told me that uh, if you could get the folks from Guinness here, you actually have the world record for the longest podcast as far as we know. I never claimed that. I have the longest podcast on iTunes. Yeah, but they're called pods yeah. because of iTunes yeah. and iPods. Yeah, so absolutely. So there's a good chance. Right. Yeah. Longest podcast. And you, and right. it's still not enough to fit all this in. I, I guess not. Right. We'll find out tomorrow um, night. Yeah, and you folks listening will already have known that we didn't cover this, and we still probably went. Yeah. Four and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what happens tomorrow? Maybe right. we cover this all again. I don't know. Okay. And I don't know when you guys are going to hear this. Weege is the online editor at RacerX, so he's ultimately in charge uh, of when this goes up. Ooh, okay. So we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, welcome to the studio. You've been here before, but welcome yep. to the studio. Um, good times. I've, uh, I love the acoustics I don't, the top. Yep. I don't believe uh, you were here before when I moved the Summer Cross Trophy to a more prominent position. And I'm glad you did. I did not realize it had the Coliseum etched. Yes. Etched yeah. in stone. Yep. I have a sad story about uh, the lack of knowledge of Summercross, by the way. Okay. Uh, uh, we'll get into this, but I was covering a Red Bull truck race yep. and bench racing with those folks. Um, they had tried to revive uh, – Robbie Gordon had tried to revive the old Mickey Thompson races. Yeah, and last year. So it had been two years ago they had one in the Coliseum. Yep. And they were talking about how, dude, I don't know how he did this, but they actually ran the dirt up the stairs and the trucks were crashing into the columns. How did he convince the Coliseum to let this happen? This is what some of the people were saying, and I'm like, wow, they have no idea. Yeah. They've had bikes and trucks and buggies jumping off of that peristyle for 40 years. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Um, and here's here's proof in the summer cross trophy. Yeah. And uh, did they go up the Peristyle then? Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Up Peristyle down. Yep. Uh, you may not have seen the uh, the Tony Alessi letter. It's framed. Oh that's, wow. That's sort of framed. Okay. Yeah, framed. Yep. Um, not often I have contracts. Uh, um, you know. You know, and I talked to Mike Genova after Anaheim. Yeah. He said. I was asking about the gear. They make their own gear. Yeah, and yeah, He's like, yeah. oh, no, I'll do an interview. I'll talk about it. I'm not going to even make you sign a contract or anything like Steve <laughs> Mathis. So he joked about it. Well, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good to see. Yeah. Uh, what else do I have new? Uh, Motocross the Nation's Tim Ferry pit board down there. Uh, From to me. you? Your, yours or in a Cowie no, Days? No, mechanics, uh, mechanics were sent it to me. But is it they, one? No, from the Cowie Days. No, oh, no Cowie not Days. from me. Uh, that does Nation's plate from, is from when I worked for the Team USA. 86, see it on the wall. Oh, line. that yeah. was a good year. Worked that great. Uh, I got my Team Canada Motocross Nations hat that I got for being a financial contributor to you the team. You contributed this year to yeah. Goldie's team. Yes, I did. Or the 14 team. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. So that's good. Um, that's maybe about it. The Darth Vader mask, which I know you're a fan of. I, I don't know why we're pointing out things that no one will ever see. What's the point of this? Um, I'm trying to tell you the improvements we made since the last time you've but been we here. But we have to do it on a podcast. Well, there's no video. So what else are we can do? Well, talk about it when people aren't listening. We're talking about things that people can't see. Is this compelling? Yeah, I think it's compelling. I think really? I'm sure I'm thinking I'm talking about the studio. Okay. Um, I, lo- I always love the Caroli banner where he thinks your name is Pulp. Yeah. Thinks your name is too, too Pulp. Classic. To my buddy Pulp. Uh, hey, so Phoenix, again, maybe this is going to be after round three, but Phoenix just happened. Um, we got some stuff to talk about uh, in regards to that. But first, Weege, um, you, you weren't even at Phoenix for half the day. Yeah, you figured were, out a great new way to go about this. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like what you've been doing lately. No, you did. You liked the Saturday morning move. You said the Saturday no. was strong. The, sa- the Saturday move morning move coming in is strong. Yes. But I don't like what you've been doing lately because I see you on TV yeah. talking to Ricky Bobby and these type of guys. Yeah. And now I see you doing a truck race yeah, in Maine. Yeah, bro. And I don't moving like up. that. We're moving going to lose up. you. We're going to lose you. You've yeah. been expanding your announcing skills across the board. Yeah, as uh, someone said, and unfortunately I think it was a NASCAR driver that said this, so here we go. Now my analogies are starting right, to be right. from NASCAR parlance. Me, me and Ricky Craven were hanging out, right. and this is what Ricky Craven told me. Somebody like Bobby Allison or something once said, it took me 12 years to become an overnight sensation. Right. And uh, that was pretty much the case. Like It was last October or something. I get an email out of the blue. By the head of like NBC's NASCAR division, and said it was Thursday, and he said, "Watch the race this weekend. We're going to need you Monday." Really? Out of nowhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. emailed the guy several times. Yeah. He always said, "Yeah, whatever. Basically, <laughs> maybe someday we'll keep you in mind." You're like, "Hey, Jason, why right. again?" Yeah. Right. Motocross. So then I, I interviewed just by chance. I had to interview a crew chief from Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah. It was brilliant. Right. I, and it was the week after they had had the press conference that I hosted announcing Barsha. Okay. So I show up again. And the PR guy's like, wait, weren't you the motocross guy that was just here last week with yeah. Justin? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Now I'm NASCAR guy for the first day in my life. Right. So I did that. The crew chief interview went well. And then NBC guys call me at 11 o'clock that night. And they're like, we just wrapped up everything with today's show. You're ready to interview drivers. Can you go to the Hall of Fame tomorrow? We need you to interview what? Jeff Gordon. So this went from like a like go interview this, this crew chief at JGR yeah. that night. They liked that. That was Monday afternoon. The show was on Monday oh, that night. That was a test for you. They huh? called, yeah. yeah. Well, they said, Do you know any of the drivers? Do you have a relationship with anyone? And I said, No, but I'm willing to make it happen if you need me. And yeah. they went, Well, we don't want to have you jump into it too far. Don't worry. And then they call me back an hour later, like, You know what? You can handle it. 
you're interviewing Jeff Gordon tomorrow. Yeah. Jeff freaking Gordon. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I didn't know you did that. Yeah, yeah. So the second day of the job was at the NASCAR Hall of Fame there in Charlotte. And the dudes are like politicians. You get like your – from 1.57 p.m. to 1.59 p.m., you'll interview Jeff Gordon. And then he's done and he moves on to the guy standing right next to you. And then he'll talk to him. And it, this talk is – to him. Then he'll talk to really? him. Really? Yeah. So there's no small talk. There's no break in the ice. It's come at Jeff Gordon with two questions. I've never spoken to these dudes yeah. ever. It was Jeff Gordon and Carl Edwards. So I'm trying to ask questions that are decent. Who made up the questions? I did. Really? Yeah. They trusted you. They, hey, exactly. watch the race this weekend. Yes. yes. We <laughs> didn't even know who you were on Thursday. Right. Watch race this weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Go for it. Go ahead. Ask Absolutely. Jeff Gordon two intelligent questions. Yes. And I knew that Carl Edwards had all year they were saying that he was just slow. He was you, slow. He was not effective. Why didn't you ask him about Shuey? Shuey? They, Timmy Ferry and, and Carl share a trainer. What? When, when Timmy raced. Are you serious? You know Shuey? No. He wears a Ferrari hat. Dean. What? Dean. You know Dean? No. You know Dean. You've met Dean. No. He wears a Ferrari hat 24-7. We called him Shuey. Schumacher. He now works with Kennard and RJ Hampshire because Timmy works with these guys. Yeah. His main guy is Carl Edwards. Get out of here. I didn't know you knew this. I did not I did not know this. No. So the next time I see Carl Edwards, I actually have something to talk Dean to Dean Golick from CTS. I've heard his name. Ask him about Dean. Wow. Carl Edwards is known as being like the only in shape. Yeah. Or, or Jimmy Johnson also. Dean flies with him yeah. on his jet, goes to the races, trains him all the Did teach him the backflip that he does? I don't know. That? Wow. But Red Dog, Carl Edwards. Actually, here's a perfect example. That okay. wouldn't have mattered because there was no small talk. Yeah, yeah. It was right. Carl Edwards walks up. But, you, the but wait a minute. very first – what's that? What? You could have said, hey, you're, you're renowned for being in awesome shape, and I know you're working with Dean Golick uh, at CTS, oh, that really so yeah. maybe can you uh, – I'm sure the NASCAR folks really wanted it. Okay. Be me okay. that in depth. Okay. So the very first thing I say, because I know this is the question that needs to be asked, and I was seriously nervous, and I thought you were going to see my hand shaking because it was shaking with the microphone. I was like, how is this going to go? I've never spoken to this guy in my life. Yeah. And the first words I say to him is, your team has been struggling to find the speed to win races this year. Yeah. Is there anything you can do to overcome that, or do you have a different strategy to try to win races okay. in another manner? Yeah. I think and I he heard, just rolled with it. I think I heard Emig ask somebody that. The other, oh, yeah. I do think, you lack the speed? Yeah. They asked that after a heat race win? Yeah. 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 But they, it, the, the advantage they have is that it's, the car is really more important than the driver. Yeah. So it, you're not, it's not a direct attack on Carl Edwards right. himself. Right. Where in Supercross, and, we know it's, you're really saying it's the rider. Right. Yeah, the bike helps. Well, no, JT says it's all bike. Oh, it's yeah, all bike. Sorry. sorry. Not, he didn't say it's all but, right, he's making it sound like a very 50-50. Yeah, it is not. 50-50. It is not because the riders do get very mad when you say that one, one's not as good as yeah, the other, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you like, just, well, out of the gate, your speed hasn't been there, Carl. Yeah, and he, so I said, so is there some way you can improve that performance, or are you going about a different type of strategy to figure out a way to win races on pit stops or fuel mileage? And immediately said, well, first of all, we're not trying not to win races. We want to win races, but. Since we are lacking performance, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, he took it, he's yeah. fine with it, yeah, we're good. He didn't say to you, aren't you the guy who missed the gate drop? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Tim Ferrin, you know him, <laughs> right? And he rolled with it, and then yeah. Jeff Gordon rolled with it, and uh, I was uh, off to the races, as they say. So I'm. And how many times have you done NASCAR tonight or NASCAR? Yeah, Weekly so it's or the NBC something. show, NASCAR America. I think I did about 
15 episodes or something. That many? Yeah, yeah. It was probably two or three days a week God, for, for a month or so. We're just going to lose The last you. couple – so what, what they've said is NBC takes over actually airing NASCAR races in July of this year. Yeah. So once their people they've hired are busy, the NASCAR weekends are ridiculous. Yeah. They're like Thursday through Sunday. Like, we got it good. So once their road crew is beaten to a pulp, like that word. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. By being at the racetrack four yeah. or five days a week, they probably won't be so available for these driver interviews during the week. So that's when I come off the bench to, uh, to help again. So I won't have any NASCAR work for seven more months or six more months, but supposedly I'm in. But I've learned a lot about – Does it pay? Yeah. Oh, of course it does. I mean, g- I mean good? Like- it pays pretty good considering I'm putting in literally an hour of work. <laughs> putting in literally an hour of work. I'm getting – I don't know what good lawyers make, but it's probably lawyer money hourly. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can only bill them for about two hours a week. Right, right. But it's really good money. That's – uh, yeah. For – I can't tell you how easy it is, and they have no idea why I think it's easy because I'm like, wait, I got to just show up and come up with two questions? I watched right. a four-hour race. Yeah. Two questions. Yeah. I don't need to arrange the interview. Okay. I don't need to arrange the time. Yeah. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to transcribe the interview. I don't need to post it. I don't need to find the photos. I don't need to <laughs> caption it. Nothing. Like, you guys don't understand. Yeah. Me or you, or, you're used to doing all of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So Let me try to track this 19-year-old kid down on text message. Right. Oh wait! I said he he made a mistake on lap four. And now he won't get back to me. Uh, yeah. You know now I got to <laughs> right. Or at the end of the race in the pits, it's you and your recorder. You got to yeah. find the guys. You got to ask them the questions. You yeah. got to transcribe it. You got to post it on your website. Yeah. If you were just standing somewhere and the rider just came up to you and you only had to ask him two questions, way and your job easy. was done. Way easy. Yeah. One time, one interview, two questions. We're gonna lose you. You're not gonna be the voice of motocross anymore. Well, don't worry. It's gonna be a while. NBC's got their guys locked in. Yeah. I'd say it'd be about 10 years at oh, least really? before I'm like a full-on, full-time so you, dude. So you're going to keep doing the motocross thing. It's a nice doing. supplemental. Right. It's a nice supplemental gig. Um, I only got 12 weeks of glory on TV as it is. I'm not exactly killing it. The, the way 2015 has started for me, mm. I may need an opening in an NASCAR. If this hockey thing doesn't work, uh, that I did a podcast with Ray Ferraro. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, much like... People have been telling me for years NASCAR's coming. Do all, it, yeah, like I said, it took 12 years to be an overnight sensation. Yeah. Same thing for you. You've always – your hockey knowledge, you're not afraid to say that you – you feel like your hockey knowledge is right up there with the motocross knowledge. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? no, yeah. yeah. I've read, read books, study stats, look at it, watch it, read it, yeah. So the inevitable toe into the water that everybody thought was coming. My Ray Ferraro. It did happen. Yeah. And how did that happen? Long story. Okay. But, but Ray, I'm on a chain of emails with Ray. I got wow. I got his phone number on my phone. Oh my god! And I can call Ray and text him. That's how it starts. Bro. Um, That's how it starts. Because the way 2015 is going for me in the pits right now, I got Millsaps on Instagram. I got the Barshes guys mad at me. I got uh, all of JGR. I think all of JGR yeah, yeah. Um, for an article that was Pike. Yeah. Uh, Carmichael again jumps back in there because you know I mean that he's going to get his jabs in. Yes. Uh, I. Yeah, I may just need to get into the NASCAR side of things. Yeah, I'm so. a little worried. Um, you know, I need to, to be more of a coach, I think. A little bit better at pressing the right buttons of the staff. Yeah, yeah, uh, you, are some, the, you are my boss. Right, you are my some boss. people are motivated in different ways. Yes, we yes. need to get you a little bit more right, upbeat. You right. need positive reinforcement right now. I do, because right, right now it's not good. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm really worried about your, your yeah. if you're going to want to keep doing I, this. I may just end up like exploding on somebody and freaking out. I mean, I kind of did on Osborne over text. Oh, that was another one. Yeah, Osborne's mad yeah. about this Bowers. Yeah, and I yeah. and I and I, you, I showed you the text that I said to him where I was just basically like, 
Right. Dude. Yeah, like, stop reading, video stop reading proof, internet right. columns and mm-hmm. worry about a freaking championship. Yep. Like, Bowers is putting out proof that he did not <laughs> yeah. actually break Osborne's right. thumb. You reported this. Osborne is yeah. mad because yeah. he claims Which, Bowers did. And I looked at all Bowers' evidence, and I th- saw sufficient cause to believe Bowers aside. That Bowers yeah. aside. I'm not sure. I'm not saying I'm 100% believe, but I right. sufficient proof was there. So You're letting him tell aside. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah but so anyways, there's been a lot of negativity. Uh, I tried to make a funny column before Anaheim won. Tried to yeah. make a little tongue-in-cheek. Yep. Funny column. Yep. Went went horrible. Yep. Went horribly. Um, hey, so uh, I may need an end to NASCAR. There's a couple things I think they're going to bail you out. First, we're still in the – the dust is still clearing in the offseason where all you can do is talk and make conjecture and predictions. I think everything gets a little easier during the season because now we're just talking about stuff that actually happened. Maybe, so I think yeah. it's a little bit safer. Like the Millsaps thing, preseason video, mm-hmm. your ex-brand goggles gave you the vision of the yeah. future that he would get hurt and not win any races. Yeah, They're going to be pissed for sure yeah. about something like that. If but, it's factual, hey, he's been struggling every week, whoever rider you're talking about, yeah. if he is struggling, I think it's a little easier to get Maybe. away with that. Uh, I could have put the ex-brand goggles on and went, uh, I think he's awesome. I think he's like, having a great year. Yep. Everybody's awesome. Right. Everybody's, everybody's awesome. Everybody's great. Unfortunately, yeah. I put myself out there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the, but the NASCAR stuff is awesome, and you're, you've been killing it on that. Um, but um, the Phoenix thing, you, you were in Portland, Maine. Uh, yeah, well, I flew into Portland, Maine, okay, and, and it was a ski resort like an hour yeah. and a half away. If anyone ever has seen that movie Misery, where like uh, author gets like, yeah. In a car wreck or something yeah, and rescued yeah. by a crazy fan. Which is a movie that could or not happen. Oh, um, I was practically seeing it happen before okay. my eyes. All right. Because we were driving to the ski resort Wednesday night in the darkness. And I was like, man, if a deer comes out and we hit it, we die. Yeah. yeah. We're, there's this ditch with snow over there. Yeah. There's one house within 10 miles. Cell phones aren't working. It's negative 10 outside. Yeah. We die. We die. Yeah. yeah. So the misery movie. And, very, and, and some lady's going to hobble you so that you can't go to the on. motocross nationals. Yes. So right. that's how you might lose. And me. she's going to get you to call her races, like with her cats. Yeah, because you're yeah, hobbled, yeah. you can't go anywhere. Yeah, call play by play for right, me. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tell me my riders right, are awesome. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So Red so, Bull had me go to this truck race. Yeah. Um, the only reason I'm getting most of these gigs, the only reason I've gotten anything in my career, is always I'm never doing it. I'm just helping someone out that needs it. That's always the gigs I get. Yeah, you're never like the selected chosen one. No, no. It's always uh, – we'll have Eric Pernard on the show, on your Pulp show. No, it's already, he's already been on. Sorry by the time you listen to this. Yeah. And we will have discussed the fact that like four or five times I've been in and out of EnduroCross. It's usually when someone else isn't available. Yeah. They give yeah. me a call. So the same thing with this. Red Bull says, hey, we have an event, a truck yeah. race. We'd like you to announce it. I'm like, yeah, sounds great. Okay, we need to book a flight right now. So you know that means that it is the eleventh hour. Yeah, the and prices and, are about uh, to go up. Uh, Tess Sewell uh, had a rave to go to. Well, or I whatever. Would, I kept making fun of myself all weekend. Yeah, and everybody's like, "No, that's ridiculous." And then Cameron Steele, who I announced with, we, we were ma- everybody's making fun of me, saying that I'm the the B team or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Cameron Steele actually said, "He's like, well, wait a minute. Lee Diffie usually does this show, and he's doesn't he have to do the Dakar Rally like for the next three weeks?" And everybody was like, "Oh my God, you're right." That is probably <laughs> that what is happened. Why. He would have done this, but he was busy. You really were the second pick. Yeah. Or the fifth. Or Tess Sewell. Or, or Tess Diffie. Sewell. Right. Uh, right. Maybe uh, the BMX guy was busy. Uh, Craig uh, Reynolds. No. Oh. The Vert guy, X Games Medals. Oh, um, uh, Bestwick. 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 Bestwick was I busy. thought you meant the guy that once did color commentary on Arena Cross with me, Craig Reynolds. Oh. He was an ex BMX pro yeah. who, unfortunately, I found working at a 
mountain bike shop in Charlotte. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was doing a NASCAR show once with um, broadcast Dan tr- Tweeden on top of his game, contract with speed, and then the show was canceled, and it just quickly – it's a very yeah. unreliable yeah. field to be yeah. in. Yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. getting lawyer money per hour. Right. But, again, the hours, they can stop very short. Um, yeah. NASCAR money, Red Bull money, you're pulling it all in. They do pay a lot better than motocross and gigs. And saving I money. That. I know. Well, doesn't everything pay better than motocross gigs? Yeah, I'm even afraid sometimes. Like in the mixed company right. I was in this weekend, I don't even want to say what I get for the motocross stuff because they'd probably say I was an idiot. Yeah. Uh, you did meet a, you, you met a guy, though, in the Red Bull thing who listens to Pulp, listens to you on Pulp and podcast. Our producer of the show. Yeah. Producer of the show. Yeah. Huge fan. And then he said that he would, he would be so pumped to meet you. And I said, really? And then he backed down, but I think he's telling the truth. And TJ, you're probably listening to this right now. Yeah. Tell the truth, bro. <laughs> he needs like... to come down wherever the closest one is, be it Detroit or New Jersey, Supercross, whatever right. would be the closest. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. I'm Canadian. He's Canadian, right? He's yep. Canadian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd get along. Um, he told me a glorious story of when the Smart Top Moto Concept Semi rolled into his local <laughs> yokel track outside of Toronto or something last year. <laughs> and they could not. He said, in the like 30 year history of this track, there had never been a semi here. And here comes here, Michael S. Here comes Tony. Yes. And Mike. Yes. We're practicing to work in out Canada. the bugs. Yes. Yeah, work out the bugs. We need to practice in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> to be good in Canada. <laughs> we need to get used to the soil in Canada. Did, were there stories of that, actually? Did they gallivant through Canada? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there was uh, – I can think of two or three spots that I know that they went to. <laughs> they would rent the track sometimes. They would rent it. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. No, it's uh, – and like the Canadian series, there's no real rules about 72 hours or whatever. So They'd rent the tracks they were racing on? I heard that they were trying oh, to get on tracks geez. they were racing on like the day before or two days before. And they were like – They would do it. The, the CMRC was like, no, nah, we can't really do that. Like, <laughs> you know. Hey, I mean – No expenses spared. The, the worst injury, the most costly injury Michael Essie ever had yeah. was when he broke his kneecap at high point like five days before the race at high point. Yeah. Yeah, came back to haunt them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so what? Working with the, not so much with the Red Bull guys. By the way, you saw the R, the great RJ there. Who's yeah, just, it was cool. We had brilliant. RJ and, right. and Brian Deegan racing, so a little crossover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, besides the Red Bull thing, you you did the NASCAR thing. Um, can we learn anything from NASCAR? Everyone's always talking about NASCAR. Yeah, it was NASCAR cool because I was. I mean, that's what everybody always wants to know, right? So here I was with. Yeah. A, I have to. Start studying because this. the guy in the Gibbs trailer, the owner of the Gibbs team, <laughs> yeah, is if that's my NASCAR model, <laughs> I'm wondering like what's <laughs> yeah, folks. I wish you could have seen the JGR Christmas video for the employee Christmas party where they had Coy and his brother who runs the NASCAR operation JD switch places. They did the Freaky Fridays, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the, They started it with the same audio of the Freaky Friday movie with uh, what's her nuts, who's always Lindsay Lohan. He probably knows yeah, well, Lindsay yeah. Lohan. Um, and they had to switch jobs. So Coy put a necktie around his T-shirt and then just walked around the NASCAR office saying, you're fired, you're an idiot, you're fired, you're an idiot. Which is not far from really what, Typical what, what goes on. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, so I've had to study NASCAR closely, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is perfect because in motocross, whenever the subject of money and teams and what the sport needs and who's screwing who and money-wise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the NASCAR thing always gets brought up. So – I've always wanted to know these answers. So now many of them are on the – they're like a canvas yeah. right in front of me. They're painting the picture. Yeah. I can just see it now. Right. And what I've realized is for Painting the picture us, like Watson had the guy at Anaheim 1 painting – like Watson yeah. had the guy at Anaheim 1 painting Roxon's tabletop whip on the hood of a Dodge. 
right there in front of for the crowd, and they were auctioning it off. This happened? Yeah. Innovator again. Innovator. Are you serious? There was some sort of famous artist. What? Airbrushing rocks in on a hood. Live. Yeah. And then you could take it. And you, well, they were going to raffle it off or something, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Suck on that, everybody. Wow. Watson with the, with the hood painting. What I realized is this is the fundamental difference. Um, By the way, you see whose jersey's right behind you. Oh, the great, the great yeah, looking right. Sebastian Tortelli. Yes. The jersey really doesn't do it justice. I mean, it, without him wearing nah, it, it doesn't I, look that cool. I'd be cool to have him here wearing that for me. The heaviest material ever. Oh, like it's they full vent hockey the bottom, jersey. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you probably like that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So back to that. Yeah. What I noticed. Uh, so I've had to read up on the history of NASCAR and all this. Uh, they do call it stock car racing. It's the least stock, actually, of any yeah. car you can get because the technology is actually still. 1960s level uh, technology. Your car you can buy at your dealership is actually more advanced. It's not faster, but it's more technologically advanced than NASCAR. They finally got EFI like two, three years ago. Yeah, they they finally got EFI. Um, So what we like to do, what what you and I like to do about the sport we work in still, motocross, is complain. Not for long, though. Yeah, I know you're going to hockey. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to hockey. You're going to NASCAR. You're going to NASCAR. One of the things we like to complain about most is make some changes. Change something. Yes. But the fundamental reason you can't change things, why, is? Teams. Teams. Riders. Right. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Teams, the manufacturers, they're the ones that do not embrace change. Yeah. Well, in the 60s, NASCAR was growing. It was getting bigger. But they were completely at the mercy of it was stock car racing. So when the manufacturers finally started to to start spending money in it, yeah. NASCAR thought it was the greatest thing ever, so yeah. they embraced this. Ford was spending money. Uh, Dodge was spending money. Chevy. But not Chevy. Oh. Chevy, there were some – the government had said this was embracing uh, reckless driving. Oh. So Chevy would not officially back teams. Okay. There was always rumors of backdoor stuff. Right. Anyway, the point is the teams were kind of running the show because yeah. they needed that money yeah. to make it Sounds profitable. Sounds familiar. Right. Sounds familiar. But the, it was worse for them – because the car makes so much more of a difference yeah. that one year Ford would have some engine that was awesome. They would win all the races. The racing was boring. Yeah. Then Dodge would respond with a new car the next year. The racing was boring. They would dominate. Then Ford would get mad if they let Dodge do it. They would pull out for a year. Now only Dodge race. So they'd change the rules to make Dodge worse. Then right. Dodge would pull out. <laughs> then, and that was the way the whole right. 60s went. And it was a disaster. One year the drivers would make millions of dollars. The next year they wouldn't have a ride. Yeah. Finally, I think NASCAR realized they, they called the modern era of NASCAR starting in 1972. They basically decided this ain't going to work. We, it is awesome to have these manufacturers spending, willing to lose money yeah. to promote to racing promote cars, yeah. and to pay the drivers and to have the series be big. But this is stinking up the show. It's never competitive racing. They just complain. It's never going to be fair for everybody. We need to wean ourselves off of this. And that's basically what they did. They started putting more effort into trying to get TV coverage. Uh, and, you know, you're only about 10 years away from cable, so it's a good time to start really working the television angle. Yeah. They started – the teams were now forced to try to find outside sponsor money because they couldn't just live off of the manufacturers yeah. anymore. That's what got NASCAR to where it is now, where the teams and the, the OEMs basically have no say. Yeah. They really decided that by – Trying to model it after stock vehicles you can buy yeah, made for a worse show. Yeah. Now, the NASCAR cars, the reason they're built the way they are is 100% because they figured out this is what makes the closest, most competitive racing. Yeah. And that's all they care about. It's all about the show. 
what makes that race on Sunday the most enjoyable to watch well, for the audience? And, I mean, it's been rumored for years that NASCAR throws – well, other riders throw debris on the track, but NASCAR throws some mystery cautions every once in right. a while. Yep. We're going to tighten up yes. the racing here. Yep. If somebody starts dominating, they got to raise their, their spoiler up a little bit. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, – very close. Like, it's 50-50 show versus sport. Yeah. There's so many questions as to yeah. why are they doing this, why are they doing that. But the basic point, what I'm making here yes, is... Yes, please get to this, because it's not a history of NASCAR show. All their decisions are made on, again, what makes this more entertaining for the people in the stands and the people watching on TV. Right. It is the complete antithesis of what we're talking about. We don't do that. We don't do that. Now, be careful what you wish for, because the point we have here is they are trying to make it pure racing. We cannot change anything for the sake of the show. We're not yeah. changing the laps. Yeah. We're not changing the rules. We're not doing anything. We're not going to say, hey, you know what? You guys can't test because that would give someone an unfair advantage and we want everyone to be equal. It is a massive difference. But the problem is the changes we ask for, once you marginalize those teams and you basically say we don't need your money anymore, yeah. you have to be able to find enough of this outside money yeah. to survive. Yeah. Motocross will Car- never be popular enough yeah. cars to get there. Are, cars are rolling billboards, so it's much easier. And it's just going to be right. more popular. Well, I, I still think motorcycle racing, fundamentally, the heart of things, the bottom line, motorcycle racing to a lot of people will is and always will be, for Hell's Angels, crazy people. Yeah. Think about when you were growing up. Right. You rode, you rode quads, so we can't really cover you. Yeah. You, you had a, a, a Suzuki LT. Uh, 150 and a one, yeah, one, eight, uh, one eight. something like that. Okay, 160, yeah, 160. Yeah. But the bottom line is, yep. you, when you went to school or you met your buddy's moms and they said you raced motorcycles, they thought you were a rebel, crazy. You're gonna yeah, get hurt. Yeah. yeah, motorcycle racing will never be embraced. Yes, like NASCAR racing because we all right. have cars and we all drive on the street. Right. So. Yeah, but here's the other problem. Nobody wants nobody that likes motocross more than NASCAR wants to admit this. Our races are boring compared to that. Oh, absolutely. It's it's predictable. There's never close finishes, just about ever. NASCAR, because every rule they made was to just make the racing yeah. closer. If someone's going faster, keep making the cars more similar. Eli- make the tracks just circles. Everything we do is based on yeah. make the racing, uh, put more parity into the racing. We will manipulate rules to no end for yeah. that. Yeah. And that's and, what makes and it more exciting. Good at it. Yeah. And that's what makes it more appealing. It is more appealing. 30 different guys can win, or maybe 20 legitimately yeah, yeah, every yeah, weekend. Yeah. Motocross will never be like that because to do that, you'd have to manipulate the rules so much that it would then turn off anyone who's invested for the actual competition side, the yeah. manufacturers, yeah, because we can't afford to live without them. Well, and it's so much rider uh, right. how ability. Could you possibly, how could you possibly do right. that? You know, like, unless you're force-feeding them. You know, like animals, they, they, it's really disgusting, them. but they breed yeah. them and then they force-feed food down them. Yes. For their livers to explode or something? Pookie was telling me this. I don't know. But yeah. what if we force-fed... Right. Barsha, Villapoto, Rocks, and Cheeseburgers. It would be crazy. I mean, I'm just saying. Right. Probably broken, breaking some laws. Yeah, you'd have to literally say, you're only allowed to eat this food. You can only ride this much. Yeah. All that. It'll yeah. never happen. No. Uh, but that's – or you're right. Even if you did that, talent is talent. Someone's going to dominate no matter what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Our sport is um, – well, and – It's I an mean, athletic sport. And I've been saying this for a long time. We're ne- we'll never be NASCAR. No. Never. Right. And I truly – and the, the real reason, it's not the billboards. It's not that motorcycles are Hell's Angel. The number one reason, the racing will never be uh, competitive enough yeah, yeah. to be exciting enough 
to be popular enough to make all the other things happen, which is it's so popular right. that we but, don't need the manufacturers But hold anymore. on, though. Yeah. We can try by changing things. We can try. Yes. But we don't. Uh, yeah, and it's – they have the exact opposite problem, but they've gone too far in each direction. NASCAR goes too far in that direction where a lot of people think it's not even real. Yeah. Our sport, since they do absolutely nothing, they can't even make it any closer at all. Since NASCAR is so obsessed with making yeah. it close, they've kind of sold out we and had the tw- other way around. We had 20 lap mains in 74. Yep. We got 20 lap mains now. Yep. We got, you know, qualifiers out of the heat. Yep. To get in the main event, we got them now. We, yeah, nothing. You know, we got, you know, whatever. Uh, even this, the number one thing that people talk about is tracks, right? It's the absolute number yeah. one thing when it's a boring race. Yeah. The track's too easy. The track's too or too difficult, too tight, whatever it is. It's always blamed on the track. Uh, and they'll never solve it because the easy track is supposed to level the playing field because everyone can ride it well, but then Anaheim 1's track was easy, and that led to boring racing because you couldn't pass. You need a track with more separation but wait a so minute, they the can better, pass, but, but the if they separate, riders. then they would pull ahead. You can't fix it. Yep. However, has anyone ever done a study to even figure out Anything of like we we watched videotape and realized this type of turn produces the most types of passes and we will build more tracks with it. Does anyone do that? No. Anything? No. This combination. Triples were sixty seven feet in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, sixty seven feet right now. Yeah. We noticed that when the whoops are ninety feet versus when the whoops are seventy feet, this seems to happen more. Never ever. No. Not even a no, no. People believe at least behind the scenes that they do try to make changes to the tracks to help. Yeah, but in general, there isn't this massive study to really figure out what really can manipulate the racing to make it better. I blame Giuseppe. He's been blamed for a lot of things. It's moving on to that, yeah. James Stewart's gone. Mm-hmm. We probably touched this on the Pulp Show, but James Stewart's gone. Ryan Villapoto's gone. Yeah, early in the series. Thoughts on that? We miss him. We want him back. It's okay. I think Go in away. Anaheim one, it did take some starch. Yeah, out of it. You do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think but, so. I mean, we'll build – hashtag who's next. We'll build new guys, right? Sport's going to be fine. Right. And I, I, okay, this is coming Timmy on. Timmy Ferry left. His sport managed to – Somehow. Yeah. yeah. But it's going to be a little tough because obviously this is a little bit more of a rude uh, a break, a, a rough transition. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is pretty drastic. The two guys just basically disappeared. One guy was champ. <laughs> it really and one is. one guy won five It's races. like they're dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, they disappeared. Right, right, right. It wasn't like – the last three years, the kids started beating like them the, and took the title away. It's and, like they were taken. Oh, we'll go to that. We'll get to that. Right. Right. I mean, McGrath did retire, but first Carmichael beat him for the title. Yeah. Then he had a yeah. decent year at Yamaha. Then he tried a KTM. It right. was a three-year. Yeah. It wasn't, no. I'm just leaving. No. Uh, and I'm suspended. Uh, ba- Johnson got hurt. Uh, Bailey got hurt. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it was sort of a slow thing. Well, Bailey was instant, but right. Timmy, Timmy was leading the title, and then he broke his heel. At Daytona, it was like, leading. Yeah, that's why. That's why I remember. The points. Yeah, that's what. That's how leading I remember. Leading Reed and yeah. Stu. Yeah, and then he hurt his leg. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, I think we're seeing here that you could have Tomac Roxon, for example. Yeah, It'd be a great rivalry for the ages. America versus Germany. I mean, there's many things right. to like the heritage of Tomac, the America versus Germany. They're both great riders. They both work hard. It'll be fine, but. They're not stars in the same way that, say, Stewart was or Reed yeah. was at yeah. their height. But it took Stewart and Reed years to become that level of yeah. star. Yeah. They'll get there. We'll be fine. But as of I today, mean, Chad, Chad Reed in 03 was just a 
version of Eli Tomac. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. super fast young kid. Yeah. Given Is he t- really going to be that good? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So, right, three, four years from now, you'll be fine. Right. But right now, I think it is a little – I think I notice the little less. Yeah. I know the racing supposedly wide open this year. But in the end, people say they want good racing. They really want stars. Stu, Stu and his crazy balls moves, although they've calmed down a little bit. Got to watch him. You had to watch him. Yeah, he's got to watch him. had to watch him. Yeah. Something special. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. – yeah, so it's it's a little weird. Do you find it weird that at the season opening press conference they were asked a stew question? Only Kennard stepped up. I wasn't there. You were there. After one minute of complete okay, okay, one minute of silence. silence okay. every rider scared to come. Okay, in. yes. Uh, Carmichael deflected it on a TV broadcast. Um, Did he? Yeah. They yeah. they didn't from the Phoenix from Phoenix. He deflected it. Oh, it was hilarious. Right. Emig brought up. Hey, Malcolm's probably good in whoops because he was, you know, had to race against his brother James in their track. And yeah, Carmichael said, "Yeah, look at Plessinger and Bowers battling it out." <laughs> they um, don't want to go there. Well, Stu Instagrammed. Stu Instagrammed, which hilarious, show. hilarious. Put the SX on Fox hashtag in there. Yeah. Didn't yeah. get, didn't get, D- didn't get picked. Didn't get picked up. Um, they haven't really covered it on TV. They they made mention in the very first show about Did they? it okay. real quick. Right. Is that weird? Or is that just me? I think it's to be expected. Yeah? It's what you expected, right? Yes. Yes. It's what I expected. Yes. What does I it make it right? No. No, it's real news. I, I mean, mean, hell, Ray Rice has been suspended for how long now? Since August? Yeah. The Ravens lost. There's their coach still talking about the t- distractions the team had to go through this year yeah. in the press conference. Yeah. How many months later? Right. The season went from before the season began to the right. end. The Ray Rice thing was still talked about, yeah. and he did not play in any games. Yeah, it's just bizarre to me. Uh, it's this is one of the best racers of all time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I w- when, do, when do we see in a broadcast like they just, they just announced that he passed away or something? They just have a memorial for him. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a while. I mean, I'm just saying. But I'm like, just saying, like, it's big like, news, and they're like, we can't yeah, go there. We, yeah. It's huge news. Right. Have Mike Webb on the show. I mean, talk to him about it. Yeah. Yeah, no interview about it, nothing. I, I guess mean, this is I huge. haven't watched every single minute. I'll this admit, is but huge. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. No, I know that's big news, and it's about the stars. They're not talking about Villapoto. They're not talking about Stu. Yeah, I think they're just trying to build up the guys they have now, which is and, cool. Yeah, and they'll Great. get there. But, I'm, I'm all about yeah. that. Great job. But yeah, I mean, literally, if you're just a casual fan, you're like, huh? No, and <laughs> I admit, even as recently as like two years ago, I remember some guy who kind of follows it saying he's like. Yeah, so what's the deal? There just aren't any standout stars, you know, s- s- anymore. Uh, you know, Stu, is there any dominant guys now? I'm like, well, Ryan Villapoto's actually won, like, the title three years in a row against Stuart and Reed. Oh, really? I didn't, haven't heard of him. It yeah. takes a while. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, a while. Yeah. And Villapoto didn't do himself any favors as far as yeah, the, the the Reed and Stuart and Carmichael, McGrath, they were really bigger than life. Yeah. Villapoto just raced. Villapoto will be, I think, remembered like a Stanton. Yeah. Great rider. Yes. Multi-time champion. Yeah. Incredible work ethic. Showman? Not so much. Bigger than life? Not so much. No. Phenomenal, no. but... Yeah. Yeah. I think, oddly, his racing, I think, is going to gain respect as the years go by. Because yes, the lack would. of stardom, I think, you didn't quite realize maybe quite as good how good he was while it was happening. Mm-hmm. But once you start realizing... How crazy it was to win four in a row, like ten yeah. years from now, when yeah. no one else even touches it. Yeah, be like that was amazing. 
Yeah. Remember that year that he was down like 35 points to Millsaps remember, remember and still he, wrapped he, it up he, early? He ripped off 80 straight laps of lead. Eight, and retired. 80 straight laps. Yeah. And basically yeah. retired. Yeah. Remember the year he didn't make the main event and still won the title? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're going to start being, damn. Right. Reed was still there I, at the time, just, and Stu was right there, but he really was good. It's too bad they're both dead. It's too, it's too bad. <laughs> I it's see real, the point. Really, yeah, real yeah. shame. It's gone. Just, it just gone. yeah, just gone. Just yeah. Um, hey, let's uh, let's take a break here on the BTOSports.com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this commercial from Race Tech and uh, save yourself money. Jason Wygant here in studio, and uh, we'll talk a little more when we get back. A little more bench racing here. Uh, stick around, why don't you? BTOSports.com Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Race Tech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Race Tech suspension, and they've been along, around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Race Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race Tech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Fee, the owner of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Race Tech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back. We didn't go anywhere, though. We didn't go anywhere. Do it. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, um, we didn't go anywhere, though. We're still no, here. No, I know. We, we're still we, here. We, I'm just going to put the commercial in, people. We actually, uh, this Red Bull event I did, yeah. th- these truck races, here's yeah. what's not good about those. They have to wait. Hold like on, t- hold on. I gotta say the name: BTOSports.com. Race oh, okay, podcast sorry. by Fox Racing. I was at Red Bull Frozen Rush. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Uh, the trucks apparently they're not nearly as reliable okay. as dirt bikes. So they had like 15 minutes between every race. The races only take four minutes, yeah. and then we needed like a 15 minute break. Was this on the Red Bull app that the yeah, was on? Yeah, the Red Bull okay. app, Red Bull TV. But uh, similar to what you just did, how can I even explain this? We started announcing the race as it started, but we didn't start showing the webcast till an hour and a half later. And then all the 20-minute breaks, they just kept editing them out. And then by the time they started showing us an hour and a half later, by cutting out those breaks, we actually caught up to live by the end of the final run. Live on what? Uh, the racing started at, like, noon local time. Yeah, okay. But the webcast, you couldn't see the webcast yet. You had to wait an hour for the webcast to start. So the webcast started an hour behind. But why wouldn't you just come in then? Because they don't want to have these 15-minute breaks all day long. What 15-minute breaks? In between every run. Oh, there'd be a, I'm a, sorry. Okay, imagine yeah. if Supercross had to take a 20-minute break yeah. between each Right, I got you. To okay, get the so, bikes ready. So, yeah, yeah, right. So, so it's Fox race, Sports race, 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 say, race, race. Let's race. just come in there at 9, take that 7 to 9 junk, keep the announcement that we already did, Cut out all the breaks, and let's play it right now. But you would still do the breaks. Well, we did what you just did. Yeah. We just said we were taking a break, and we really didn't take a break. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So my dad watched it, and he said, man, that was just nonstop racing. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. If you were here in person, 
Yeah. You didn't realize there was 20 minutes in each run where we just pretend that we didn't take a break. Yeah. But we actually did. Um, did RJ come out in his Life's a Beach shorts at all? No. Over top of no, his but, jumpsuit? His running suit? Uh, Aaron Hansen and I got to bench racing about RJ last night. We had to go watch those road deal. Oh, so They're good. They're so good. Yeah, so good. So good, yeah. Um, all right, welcome back to the show. we got a little bit more to touch on here. Uh, we just go into NASCAR. I'm going to hockey. So this may be the last time you ever hear us. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I'm tired, I, of, I, I'm tired of dealing with I, people in the pit. Folks, so. I need your suggestions. Hit me up on Twitter. Email me, jasonw.racerxonline.com. i got to figure out a way to keep Mathis motivated. I'm getting very worried. I'm I'm not in a good place. I'm no. In a, I'm in a bitter I, place. I'm very worried. We need, to po- yeah. we need some positive reinforcement. I was surprised that my observations last week were as positive as they were. I felt like just turning in in all caps. Everyone's awesome? No, F everyone. Really? In, in big font. Can't you just kill them with kindness? Like, can't you just change and, and conform? Just conform. I mean, how would you feel if you had a rider lying about me laughing about a rider getting hurt? How would you feel? Oh, I forgot all about that. That right. was the worst one That of was all. another one. Yeah, a dad I s- told another dad, supposedly, that you laughed about a rider getting I hurt. I was laughing about Will Hunt. Right, right. Yeah. Getting hurt. Because you would and, do that. And I made a phone call, and, and the dad was like, no, you didn't do, you didn't do that. I didn't say that. And somebody said that he said that. Somebody said I said it. Went down. I split the telephone game. Now I'm laughing about riders getting hurt. Right. And as you pointed out, somebody heard this false rumor about you doing it. Well, a whole bunch of other people probably heard it too. Who even knows who heard it? Do I need to get a plane to fly over the pits? Yeah. I never made fun of Will Hahn getting hurt. Yeah. Right. Right. Like he would be that bad. Right. Right. No, it's uh, depressing for sure. Yeah, it's depressing. And, uh, and you know, stuff like that that I, I didn't even do. Or I'm just, people are out to get me or Can't whatever. Just like, uh, Couldn't you just. Saturday night, couldn't you say, hey, at MiniCoop175, I've always believed in you. <laughs> it's hashtag, too, you're awesome. Couldn't you you're do next. It? Hashtag, you're next. You're next. Uh, at this point, I think I can't. It's too late. People will be <laughs> on to that game. But maybe if I invented, reinvented myself. You hey, know, I've been at not- Jesse Nelson, I picked you to win Anaheim yeah. 1. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Oh, wait. No, I can't oh, do that. God. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. Right. Can't, just conform. Learn to conform. I no, need, instead you were going to throw out an F.U. I need a Medi moment. I just need a yes. Medi moment to pick me up. Yeah, he really believes in your stuff. And I said, can we arrange Shorty and Brayton to maybe embrace you? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nah, because, nah. of course, they'll say nice things. Of course. <laughs> they that embrace everyone. Yeah, that doesn't count. They embrace everyone. does not count. No, Remember no when I bombed it. hosting the Supercross banquet in 2005 or yes. whatever year it was? Yeah, except for my wife. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, I mean, I made a lot of jokes about Shorty yeah. running into people and right. all that. And then, like, two weeks later, I see him at Glen Helen. What? Yeah, so you remember I hosted the Supercross banquet. I bombed yeah. miserably. Yeah, yeah, it was good. You, but it's you, good stuff. You thought Pookie was your wife is the only one that liked it. Dying. There was another one. A lot of jokes about Andrew Short, Roddick Ruff, Team Tactics to help yeah. Wyndham against Reed, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. I see him at Glen Helen two weeks later. Hey, man, I was just making jokes. So, oh, no, I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. He was like the happiest guy of all. And right. most of the <laughs> he had more stuff against him. Well, J-Law, him and J-Law. J-Law was not there. Trust me, he was fine. Yeah, J Lo was not. In the but I'm building. saying, as far as being a target. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah J Lo yeah. was not there though. <laughs> no, he was. Yeah, did not make it. He to was that. the palms. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, Shorty and Brayton don't count. Don't. don't okay, get, so don't we get, need to yeah, find yeah. a fairly high-profile guy who's somewhat sensitive to back you and say that he likes what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Reed that might help. Reed doesn't bit. count either. No, Reed doesn't count because he gave me the Reed's a millionaire and he told me to go tell everyone to go pound sand. Right, but right. he's got fu money. <laughs> right, and not Chad everybody. Chad tells his own teams to go team managers right. to go pound sand. So. We know that Chad Reed doesn't cry 
when someone says something no, bad about yeah. him. He believes in himself. Yeah. He's not worried about this. So he doesn't care. And I think either. he understands that there's a media and there's a game and we cover it and we yeah. offer opinions and sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. So people but I don't want to turn this into one of those things, into one of those podcasts where I'm just complaining. No, but I'm but I'm complaining. But I'm complaining. Um uh, uh, one thing else too we we got to cover. Um, you had something about privateers that's been getting on. Well, it's really, we have reached a a strange point in the sport now. This Ricky Carmichael uh, road to Supercross right. is real now. Yeah. This is real. There's no more escaping it. Yeah, the very last Jordan guy Smith to, raced the uh, this last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last guy to slip through, I believe, was uh, uh, Aldridge. Yeah, who had he had been hurt enough where he had still scored points in the old system like two years ago and got in. So for now on, it's going to happen. I'm not hearing a lot of positive feedback from it. I don't think people like it. This is a professional sport, folks. You want to make money. You want this to be a professional big-time sport. People are complaining that they're being forced to go to two, I believe it's two cities. Well, well I think it's two cities to get somebody in points. If you don't get the number of points, you've got to keep going, right? Well, I mean, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. If you're trying to make it, so to speak, like, no one just rides in their backyard and then all of a sudden turns pro and does well. No, no. Generally speaking, no. Right. You, you probably went to some amateur races. You probably went to, in fact, thousands of amateur <laughs> races. And you probably went to Mammoth all the way in California and the Minios all the way in Florida. And you probably raced Loretta's. And that includes two qualifiers every year. And you probably did two regions to make sure you got in. Yeah. So you do all these races. Yeah. Yet suddenly having to do two arena cross visits in your entire amateur life is just completely unrealistic hardship case how can they require this to happen it's a professional sport the fact that they tell you to go to two races in your entire life to be able to attempt to qualify to for make the a most living. elite yeah. big right. show that's supposed to be a millionaire sport where there are millions of dollars yeah. at the top of the rainbow that is a ridiculous complaint to me you can all go to these you can spend two weeks in texas and go to uh mississippi and go here and go to arizona and go to the Dodge National Hangtown, blah, 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 all good. Arizona Cycle Park. Arizona Cycle Park. Park. Two rain across races. Oh, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) Can't do this. It's horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Well, we're a weird sport because, you know, you don't just see see Paul Page going, uh, folks, today at the uh, Milwaukee Half Mile in the IRL series, uh, James Lissamore showed up with his IRL car. And, uh He's finished fifth today. And he should be allowed to pursue his dream. Right. He should be allowed to pursue his dream. You, you just don't see that. Right. Right. Uh, and then it led me to think about how a lot of the complaints, it's, it's, it's bottom-up thinking instead of top-down thinking. What people Is really this Coy Gibbs, one of Coy Gibbs' theories? Because he has some wealth distribution theories. Well, honestly, though, he contradicts himself okay, with those right, wealth right, distribution okay, theories. Right. Yeah, it, I don't remember what they were, but I uh, – It's usually yeah. the – uh, as long as it's working out for me in either <laughs> me, direction. I'm the super rich kid. As long as it's working out for me and my family that are super rich. I'm good. <laughs> what I like to joke is, yeah, personally, sharing the wealth, bad. But the promoter should be giving his team money. And right. I'm like, oh, they should share their wealth? Oh, interesting. <laughs> should share their wealth. And he's just, he shuts down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Okay, anyways. Uh, um, there is bottom-up thinking. That's not what makes any sport really work. That's what Stroop and J-Law were doing. Bottoms oh, up. they were bottoms up, yeah. bottoms up. Yeah, no doubt about <laughs> okay. it. It was bottom-up thinking. Right. Um, the reason people want to pursue this big time is because the pot of gold in the rainbow is big. Yeah. Ryan Villapoto was making a lot of money. Yeah. Ken Roxton is making a lot of money. Leah Tomek's making That's where you want to be. Yeah. Rules have to be in place 
to make that part healthy. If that's healthy and those teams are bringing in sponsors and people are coming in the stands to watch them and manufacturers and sponsors are putting in money because people are in the stands to watch them, that's how people make money. You do not help privateers make money by having a larger purse. You do it by making an environment that encourages more teams to exist because you could put a million dollars in the purse, split it by the amount of riders that are there. It would help a little bit. People are still going to complain. It'll never be high enough. Well, yeah. Yeah. But if you split it, a million bucks would equate to like 800 bucks a weekend more for oh, everybody, which wouldn't you, change your life. Yeah, I thought you meant uh, by, you mean, well, a million bucks divided by 40 guys in a night show is quite a bit, but you mean, you're dividing by 80 or whatever. A million bucks right. for the year, ah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. A million bucks for the year. Yeah. To make it a million I bucks a night. I hope that in, much. Uh, who knows? But if you want to do a million bucks a night, yeah. you have to put in $17 million. That's right. an untenable, unrealistic amount. Yes. My point being, if you make the sport an environment that results in a Rockstar Energy Drink forming a team that has three 250 riders and a 450. Jason Anderson has work because this team exists. Right. So the decisions really have to be made to make those teams exist. That's what really helps people. If you want to make decisions based on we want to just try Supercross, you should not have rules in place that make it more difficult for us to turn pro. The rule is you have to go to two cities. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, the Nationals this year, the travel schedule is no longer as driver-friendly as it was. Yeah. For a couple years, I mean, they Supercross just... isn't either. Uh, yeah. I mean, Seattle, well, no, that's Seattle right. New York, Houston, That's a great Vegas. point. Yeah. yeah. To get a New Jersey round in, to yeah. get a race in the New York market, they realized, you know what? We can make the whole schedule based on what makes it easier for the, the team trucks and the privateers to drive to the races. Or we could just do something to try to boost the sport. There's no doubt that that New York race last year, the New York area race. New Jersey, New York City, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It benefited the sport for sure as far as the exposure. You think? Yeah. Okay. I say I, it again. No, you can measure that after one year. And Well, let's put it this way. Ryan Bilbo okay. opened the New York Stock Exchange Bell. He didn't seem pleased to be there. I don't know if you can directly one-to-one say this, okay. but we are seeing a, a little bit of a transfer of power, oh. if you will. The two teams that made the biggest moves in the offseason were the not-normal-factory RCA Suzuki team mm-hmm. and the not-normal-factory JGR Yamaha team. They're both funded by some strange outside sponsors that have never been involved in the sport before. Yeah. The Casino, the Jimmy Johns, Wiener Schnitzel, Auto Trader. They're funded by that. The other fast guy in the series that's won races is Eli Tomac, who's funded by Geico. Mm-hmm. Those types of things are what allows those things to happen. I'm not saying that they got Jimmy Johns because they race in New York City, but it's certainly part of the equation. Decisions like that yeah. have to be made. Yeah, so I, it's top-down thinking. When do you write that column uh, on RaceRx Online about how these satellite teams are taking it to the factories? Let me know when you write that, how that goes. What do you mean? Well, you're going to write about Jimmy Johns and JGR and uh, actually and my Geico column Honda? in the magazine's coming out now is I, I wrote that. And you're going to say basically that these teams are doing it better than the factories because they're winning. That's not what you're going to say, but that's what they're they're going to imply that you said that. Well, and you're going to get in trouble. Well, I actually went back to the NASCAR thing and said that this is good and it's going that direction. But if everyone thinks this is the way it needs to go completely, be careful. The sport is lucky that we have a model where factories are still willing to lose money on racing. Yeah. Right. Don't ever want that to go away. If that goes away, we're all yeah. in huge, huge trouble. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Right. All right. But anyway, uh, so the national Just travel make sure schedule, you don't insinuate that they're doing a better job. No, than I know there's the a lot OEMs. of robbery, yes, because yes. every team thinks every other team is yeah. dumb and they're the only smart ones. Right. And he's got, yeah, right. They're very sensitive. Anyway, I'm not against privateers at all. Yeah. However, back, can, to, back to your top yes, down. Yes, you yeah. cannot make decisions 
based on what helps the 50th best guy. If you make decisions on what helps the 10 best guys, right. that ultimately yeah. trickles down. And I know that really gets people mad to talk about trickle down. Yeah. But yeah. that's what happens. Right. We had at Anaheim 1. Brock Tickle. We had 20 riders that you could claim were factory riders in the 450 main event. Yeah. Go back to 1989. There were yeah. probably 8, yeah. 10. That is awesome. That is the ultimate sign of help for the riders. You doubled the amount of guys who are making a lot of money racing Supercross. Easy on that, but I got what you mean. Easy on that. Wow, Jake Weimer's not waking, making a lot of money. Well, I don't you know, know if he was one of, one of the guys, guys that we counted. He was, yes. Was he one of those Michael guys? Michael Lessie's not making a lot of money. But it, what, I got it. I get it. I think Michael Lessie's deal is probably better than the, uh, the equivalent level to Michael Lessie in 1989. Probably, yes. He didn't yes, have a, yes, he didn't yes, have a semi. He probably it was him and his buddy. Right. Or his dad. Yeah. Wait, um, wait, his dad. <laughs> uh, the dad was the mechanic. There wasn't a team. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'll give you a point. Yes. Um, you're absolutely right about all that. It's, uh, it is interesting to... You just have to, to see how that works. You yeah. know, my buddy Alan Brown used to have a couple of race teams. Yeah. And uh, always thought and still probably thinks that Feld should pay the teams. Take yep. away the purse money yep. and pay the teams or just pay the teams. But he wasn't trying to right. reach for I the stars. I think he'd rather have but, both. But, but, sure. but th- pay them on how many races they show up and how many riders they have. Yeah. And they will continue to employ riders right. to race the series. Yeah, uh, he had a team. What did they have? Canary and Factory Phil. And Blos. And Blos. Yeah. And at one point, all three of them were making mains. There was a semi that was giving them bikes and getting them out there. They were making a ton of money, yeah. but it was a whole lot better than doing it on their own. In a it's a little truck. more radical theory than what you're talking about, but it's along the same line. Right. And I don't so. think, as we say, there's not. The change doesn't happen very often. Yeah. You should maybe go up to one of the guys at Feld and suggest this. Sure. Hey, sure. guys. They like to throw the ecosystem thing out there. They say, oh, no, we understand. It's an ecosystem. We have to make it helpful for the teams. And I think they do – they have done some things to try to help. I think the TV shows spread the love a little more with features and things like that. Do you think we were pioneers for that? I have to wonder sometimes. Uh, the, we were making the, fun of them so bad for not knowing what teams the guys I mean, were on. And now they, they get it down pretty good. I don't know if who, uh, somebody in power ever listens to us. I doubt it, but it did seem weird. That was just strange. We complained about it. I think people went to Twitter, not saying where they got Heard the idea, yeah. but it alerted everyone else to notice that they don't name these teams for yeah. the guys, and now they kill it. They do a good job. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. They do. Uh, which is great, because yeah. the, the, the owner of these smaller teams that somehow get mentioned by Jeff Emig or Carmichael, right. they are, uh, they're excited, and maybe they'll yep. come back and they'll reinvest in the sport. Yep. So, so. in general, be careful. The, the, I've said this a million times. Everyone wants to help the privateers. The best way to help a privateer is to have not be a privateer anymore and have a good ride where he's no longer a privateer. And Don't anything give that, him fish. Teach him how to fish. Yeah, you give them jobs. Deep. Don't give them money. Give them jobs. How many chefs are in the baker's factory? Yeah. Uh, Hansel this weekend said, why don't we just call it the bakery? And I was like, oh, uh, wow, that's a really good idea. Yeah, it's good. Why do we well, someone on the, on the show said, you know, why don't we call them like um, the desserts that are being baked? You know, like um, Anderson's and whatever. Yeah. A bear claw. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Um, uh, Ricky Carmichael wrote to, to Supercross. You, got, you, you were touching on that earlier. Well, that's my point. I think it's yeah, cool. No. I think it's fine. It's a uh, professional sport. You want it to be a professional elite sport where people make millions he, of dollars. you got to race twice to get I, in. Sorry. I totally agree, except for yeah. – here's my point. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it didn't go far enough, and it's the, I think it's a mistake by the guys that failed. One, yeah. okay. Carmichael never raced arena cross. Okay? So that's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's I hear that. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a weird connection two, for sure. Two, uh, there's plenty of riders 
that we see every week why again that have their supercross endorsement yeah. that don't belong out there. Um yeah. that they, they got it before the road of supercross. Right. Um so what they really needed to do mm-hmm. was go back mm-hmm. and say, look, you've raced ten supercrosses. You've never made the night show. You're on the road to supercross. Wow. Like beat it. Because right. we've seen some guys that are that are scary. Yeah. Like reset the system. I agree with it and yes. I like it. Yep. I don't I would I would have called it the Buddy Antonez road to supercross. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I also would have I think they're doing it from their I think Feld's intention is more about getting publicity for Arena Cross and getting tickets sold. Oh, I fully agree. Than helping the sport. I fully agree. However, I agree with that, but I will counter this. If Feld's goal is to sell more tickets to Arena Cross and make Arena Cross more popular, mm-hmm. doesn't that mean more money for the riders that race Arena Cross, more teams, more sponsors? Doesn't I that... don't know. I don't know, but maybe. How could you say this is a rule that Feld has made to make Arena Cross more popular, but somehow that would not ever result no. in more rides and I don't money know about and more popular. for the riders I just in mean Arena Cross? Sell more tickets. Wouldn't that ultimately help there be more teams and more rides if Hopefully. it makes Arena Cross That's more popular? That's the idea. That's the idea. And by the way, there's probably going to be some of these Road to Supercross dudes that try it. They they pass the, they get their two night shows or whatever they got to do. They go to Supercross. It doesn't work. And they think, you know what, though? Maybe we go back and try that Arena Cross yeah. thing. I never thought about that, but that was okay. And now well, Arena Cross is more popular than it was because people are interested much more than they used to be because they're able to watch these next-level kids. Bowers went from Supercross to Arena Cross, back to Supercross. Buddy Antonez has done it. Right. Did um, that suck for them? No. They put and, a lot of money in the at, bank. Look at who won the first round, Chris Plos. Good job by him. Yes. Uh, he couldn't win in Supercross. Oh, really? <laughs> now he's in Arena Cross. <laughs> and he's winning. And he's winning. Does it suck for Blows? No. That series? No. You know what would make so, it even better for Blows? So, okay. The series so, was 20% larger and more popular, and he got more money because of so it. So just... Cut some dudes out. That, I, I that, guess that's that what you're saying, yeah. Cut some dudes out right. and be like, look, you got to go back to Arena Cross to prove yourself. There's no doubt that the system – I'm not saying it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, someone posted something in our comment section on RaceRex. It was a brilliant point. He said there were 100 guys trying to qualify and only 22 make it in. Can you imagine what, what a practice session at Arena Cross track is like? You're probably getting blocked half the time. <laughs> you probably never get a clear lap. Yeah. I understand that. I'm not saying the system is perfect. Right. But to say this is ridiculous – that's ridiculous. You like that? Yeah, it's good. That, say this is ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. That's some of the Fox News. That's what they would say. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Obama, you say that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, you say this is ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Right. And then you fade to black. Yep. It, credits not available on direct. Credits TV roll. Or credits roll. Um, hey, uh, if you make Arena Cross bigger, right. That doesn't hurt the riders for I, sure. Before we wrap this up, I yeah. gotta talk to you about this ridiculous. You're staying here at the uh, Pulp Studios uh, for yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. I have uh, decorated your room with a Star Wars poster. You know, I have slept in the DMXS uh, studio long before I slept in your Pulp oh. Studio. I just want you to know the that original? you don't have a leg up. The original? original and still best. Still best. You don't have a leg up on me. Um, now, you refuse. There's many things about you that are weird. You color orange. Uh, your cheapness. We're quite a bit of it now. Yeah, your cheapness. Yep. Um, the fact that your father. Very strange. But... Um, one of your weird things that, that Jason Thomas and I laugh about behind your back is uh, the fact well, that – You do it in front of my face. No, I know, but also okay. behind your back. And oh, okay. we tell other people. Oh, okay. We, we tell All other right. people. Yeah. Can't relate. Uh, um, yeah. You think movies like Star Wars and uh, Jaws – Superpower movies. Superman movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, are, you don't even watch them. You've never seen them. 
because they your theory is I cannot is, say I've never seen them. You the can't whole avoid time, it. the whole thing though, from start to finish. I try to avoid it. Yeah. No, I when they re-released the Star Wars ones like ten years ago in the late nineties, they yeah. re-released them. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Watch the first one, terrible. Then they started the next of the new ones. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The red faced guy, yeah, the yeah. checkered faced guy, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Yeah, that's terrible. But you don't have any time for movies that cannot happen in real life. Yes. What can I gain from that? You what don't. knowledge <laughs> can I gain that will help me? What about just being entertained? Who's got time for that? That's very selfish use of my time. Very selfish so, for me to say I want to do nothing but entertain myself. Does your wife like those kind of movies or no? Uh, my dad does, and she does. And my dad once mailed her. He found on Amazon a DVD set of 50 sci-fi movies okay. for like 8 bucks, yeah. Very cheap. Yeah, I know, and he yeah. mailed it to her. And said, here's some stuff to watch while Jason's at the races on the weekends. Um, they had to, so had to cut the middleman out. If it can't happen in real life, you don't want to see it. And you think it's dumb. If I cannot take something out of it that I feel I can apply to real life, <laughs> just, that is correct. So no like entertainment factor for you. No, so, that does not matter. Right, yeah. You need to be inspired to learn something. Yeah. Something you can take from it and um, say, wait, I, that's a good point. I need to use that myself. But yet you're a huge fan of wrestling. Yes. Which is fake. Yeah, but movies are fake and can still be inspiring and still teach yeah. you things, even yeah. if they're fake. So but, wrestling's the same. But you think very relatable. But you think what you see in rest in the wrestling ring, yeah. in the squared circle, yes, as you, as, yep. as you may, mm-hmm. you think that those things um, are realistic. Uh, yes. Um, the chair across the head, um, and then the guy springs right up. The the mocking of an opponent. While the other guy rolls around, thinking you've won, only to see him miraculously get up and hit you with a chair. The appeal like of that's r- all okay with there, you. There, there are two things that are appealing about wrestling. Two. It's got two things, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Right. A, you know it's fake. One of the most intriguing things is watching it and learning what they did to try to make it seem exciting, to try to pull you in. Ah, oh, that's a great promotional idea. That is an excellent idea. That makes me want to watch this. Whoever thought of that idea did a great job. I understand how they hype that up. Oh, they put the crowd in a situation where they have to like this guy. That is good. You can use that stuff. Uh, a steel cage, winner, you know, the winner gets All out of the steel All they're doing there is a slightly fictionalized version of real competition. It's not exactly the same as re- – it's, like, it's much like these movies. Yeah. They're not having the guys pretend they're alien robots. Well, They're just but, taking something and going like twenty percent further, which is what the good movies do. I mean, They're you don't think you don't think one example. day we'll fly in spaceships? No, we're kind of doing no. it right now with space shuttle. It's a spaceship. It goes in space. Yeah. We fly to planets. We I fly see. to another planet. I mean, it, is Will Smith going to take the one that the government hid from the fifties and then fly it into space, and then somehow they don't realize that he has a fifty-year-old ship, and they just—I don't know—but we, we've been in space with spaceships to other planets. Okay, so it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, the Star Wars happened a long time ago and far, far away. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, okay, the Taken movie is a perfect example. Yeah, the, is it now, really going to happen? No, it, they're just taking what could happen and they're just adding twenty percent more to it, and that's all wrestling is doing. I would say that they took like boxing and added twenty percent more. I to would it. say that a human being with special set of skills, yes, just mowing through hundreds of people, yeah, in search of his sex slave daughter, yeah, whose daughters would turn into a sex slave, yes, is almost as unrealistic as Star Wars. Yeah, but what with you no can cops, take, what you can involved. take from Take In is his level of preparedness. And cool under fire in all things. He would realize something bad was going to happen first and figure out how to max take the advantage of 
You know, I talked to the guy on the phone. He recorded him saying good luck to make sure he got something recorded. He took advantage of that guy getting cocky one time and used it against him later on. He told the daughter, he's like, they're going to get you. Okay. So just do yourself a favor. It, the bad's going to happen. So let's make the best out of this. Give me a description of the guys while they're doing it and keep the phone. That level of preparedness, there was a mo- something you can learn from that. You can take that from taking There was a movie in the early 80s mm-hmm. called Chud. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellings, dwellers, Chud. Mm. It was basically like a bunch of people that lived in the sewers that were like zombies. It was all set in New York, modern time. That's good. It's a good start. Okay, modern so time. are we good with that or no? No. Zombies? There was a movie in the mid-'80s where a boy released his pet crocodile into the sewer of New York, and it grew to be this killer man-eating crocodile. Not going to happen. What am I going to learn from that? What am I going to learn about fighting this crocodile? Stay out of sewers. I will never, I will never be in that sewers. situation. What even made the crocodile grow? Okay. The PEDs? Bat- Batman. The PEDs? Yes. Batman. Right. No superpowers. Doesn't have superpowers. He's like Liam Neeson. A special set of skills. He does have a cave, but he's super rich, so you know how that goes. They could have caves. I mean, who knows? Yeah, he has enough money you know, to make it happen. Um, Batman. Here's the problem with Batman. It's freaking boring. It's never good. <laughs> Batman I, I, has zero personality. There's nothing that Batman does with any personality I could take from. And, unfortunately, the villains, they really start crossing the line. They really <laughs> they start crossing the do. line. They kind of do. They do. I don't understand. Are they real? Or are they like freak of nature humanoids? I don't understand. Okay. Didn't the Joker get dropped in Nevada acid and lived? Yeah. Now I'm starting to really question okay. this being real. Um, cliffhanger. Sly. sly, yeah, pretty much any Sly movie is pretty awesome. Let's be honest. Okay, all right. So those yeah. work. Those are okay. With well, you. I mean, the Rambo, Rambo thing again. They're just taking something. It's a movie. Was it Vietnam? Was Rambo yeah. Vietnam? yeah, well, number two. Yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. Right. They just they just turned it. Number 20% three was in more. Afghanistan. They just turned it twenty percent. Number four more. was in Burma. They had four. Wow. Yeah. Oh, was that just John Rambo? The uh, the last one was just right. Rambo. The point is, I saw that by my, I saw him. I saw that by myself Friday night before San Francisco Supercross. And was so jacked for it. It was opening night. And yeah. There was like 10 of us in the movie theater. Was it any good? Oh, so good. Was it? Yeah, it's good. You're big on the retrograde, though. You thought Chinese Democracy was a great CD. Underrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all good these things CD. are good. Yeah. yeah. Except for the new Indiana Jones. Oh, terrible. What? Wait a minute. Does Indiana Jones what work part, for you? What part of that new Indiana Jones finally put the nail in the coffin that it was not going to work for you? Uh, when the monkeys were swinging from the vines, showing Shia LaBeouf how to... That was just too ridiculous. Thank you. Yep. They went too far. Um, Did not relate to that. No, the original ones are great. Uh, Frankenstein. Crazy guy in the lab. Gets the body parts. Creates a monster. I can't really judge those because, you know, when you're a kid and uh, horror movies and things like that are scary. Yeah. I didn't want to admit that that was the problem. So I just said I don't like them. And I kind of missed the boat altogether. I ended uh-huh. up not watching any of the horror movies. And you could probably relate to a lot because sometimes they're not, you know, sometimes it's some crazy guy and that's not realistic. Yeah, like Friday 13th, where we stand on that. Friday 13th, what was his deal? <laughs> well, he, did, he was very that. angry. He's very angry. And he wanted to murder kids. That could happen. Okay. That's pretty good. I mean, he, he looked like he was dead multiple times. Okay, so I, I don't, I can't judge. I didn't see it. Okay, but let me tell you what the scariest movie <laughs> you didn't ever see made. Friday Thirteenth. Like, no, I, I okay. told you, I missed the boat at all. Okay, what about Jaws? No, here's the scariest Jaws, movie ever made. Jaws. Wait, before we get to that, Jaws. 
Shark eating people, you know, very angry. Big shark. Too much. I mean, you can get bit by a shark in the ocean. Yeah. Did he come on land? What did he do? No, he doesn't come on land. No, he's... Well, what makes him so dangerous then? Just don't go in the water. He's just huge. Yeah. And he eats, just don't he, go in the he's water. attracted like, to eat people. Like, it tastes good for him. Or he's angry. I don't know. Too far. Okay. Going too far. All right. Scariest movie. Ever. Scariest movie of all time. Fear. You know the movie Fear? Aptly named. Mark Wahlberg? No. Yes. Wait. That is the scary. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It is the scariest movie ever. Because it is the most relatable scary movie of all time. I don't remember what it was. The I movie saw it, was but... about some badass dude rolls into town, uh-huh. starts dating this guy's daughter. The daughter, of course, likes the bad guy. The dad says he shouldn't date him. Now the daughter hates the dad. The more the dad doesn't like the guy who's shady, the more she does. The guy turns out to be shady. The dad doesn't want him to date the daughter. Now the guy's going to have to kill the dad. Everything that happens in that movie, I'm like, yep, that could happen. There's this dude in every school. He's had a daughter, too. Well, I was. this movie came out, yeah. I think, when I was in yeah, high school. Yeah, yeah. And we actually had a dude in our high school named Charlie Wolf who looks just like Marky Mark. No. Oh. Well, Marky Mark had his music career. Yeah. Looked yeah. just like Charlie Wolf. Yeah. The guy's name was Charlie Wolf. Guy yeah. moves into town, comes from another school, comes from another town. Comes to our squad. They go seventh or eighth Charlie grade. Wolf. Charlie yeah. Wolf comes in and says, who's the toughest kid in school? Uh, it's probably blah, blah, blah. All right. I, I, need, to, I need to fight him. Probably a guy named Colin. Yeah. yeah. It's very huge. Yeah. He said, who's the toughest guy here? They named some kid. He said, well, I'll have to fight him then. And he jumped and the it, dude. And his name is Charlie Wolf. Like, just, Charlie yeah, Wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Charlie Wolf comes in, beats this dude up, gets in trouble. Charlie Wolf was getting into fights, and it was like a nine-month span. Of Charlie Wolf getting into fights and destroying property at school, and the girls were swooning over this guy. And then finally, <laughs> first, like one day, we have a substitute teacher calling roll, who's here, calls out Charlie Wolf's name, and one of the kids in class says, Oh, yeah, Charlie's gone. He's not in the school anymore. And they're like, Well, it's on the list. No, he pulled a gun on one of the teachers yesterday. He's out of school forever. And we <laughs> never saw Charlie Wolf again. Really? And then, oddly enough, five years later, when I graduated high school, mm-hmm. His signature was on our senior year T-shirt that you could buy. He never stepped foot in our high school. He was like in jail for the rest of his life. Actually, had a gun in class eighth grade. This is eighth ninth, grade. Uh, yeah, eighth grade. Uh, that would have made me thirteen years old, and this was, I believe, nineteen ninety-two. This is way yeah. ahead of its time. Yeah. My point is, Marky Mark songs popular around that time. Like, yeah. wow, he looks just like Charlie Wolf. Yeah. Then about six years later, Marky Mark makes a movie. Where he pretty much is Charlie, Charlie Wolf. Wolf. And I saw the girls that loved Charlie Wolf, even though they knew he was a bad dude. And I guarantee if their dads had told him not to date Charlie Wolf, Charlie Wolf would have pulled a gun on them, just like he did in the teacher. That's why the movie Fear is the scariest ever, because it's scary, but most importantly, it's completely realistic and relatable. It's the scariest movie of all time. You can watch that movie and say, could this happen? Absolutely. Absolutely this could happen. To any, any I mean, regular guy. Yeah. Who just has a daughter? This could happen. Yeah, I mean, can't I, argue that. Yeah, yeah no, I Texas can't. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whatever, bro. Yeah. Saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Relatable and so scary. you just never want like if Godzilla. No, forget it. No, that's nah, not happening. Right. I, there, I don't see what I could get out of that. That's I can apply to. <laughs> How about just entertainment? How about just that's that? Selfish use of my time. Selfish use of my time. <laughs> I, there's no reasoning with you. No, there's no making sense of it. I could probably ride a dirt bike in that hour and a half. I mean, that's a much better use of my right, time. Right, right. I guess. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it gets tough. There's some that really do. But wait a minute. Yeah. Winners take all. 
You loved it. They just took it and they just turned it Do you really it up feel like someone could build a bike in the pits and go win Dallas? I'm telling you, I understand they're not documentaries. <laughs> they're going to take it, tw- it. Rambo, Rocky, did that really happen exactly like that? They're movies. I give them their artistic liberties. Yeah, yeah. But Rocky wasn't good because he had x-ray vision or heat, heat vision. What about the Terminator? What about the Terminator? He, From it was the a future. Rise of the Machine, right? Rise well, of the Machine? That was the third one, but from the future, a robot comes in. Oh, it was from the future? Yeah. I thought he was just um, a, a cyborg man, as, as he called it. <laughs> no, no. He was from the future. He came from the future? Oh, my God. This guy. <laughs> I didn't know that. I only, saw, I only saw the second one. Okay, all right. I did not know that. No one. idea that he came from the future and that uh, the guy sent him back through time? No. I thought they just invented a cyborg and he got, went crazy. <laughs> Which I was like, uh, I guess I could see that happening. Uh, okay, yeah, I guess but, I could see but that now. No, future? No, it doesn't happen. Right. Because it would have happened. Yeah. Why would they not have picked 2002 to be the year that they came from the future? Hi, I'm from the year 3000. Right. Okay. So it's not going to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Not so, relatable. So, yeah, it's not so much. It's just that you could see it happening. It's if you can learn something that you can take. I would love to learn. To I would love life. to know what you learned from those wrestling skits, where Macho Man and Rand and uh, and Hulk are fighting over Elizabeth. And oh, that's a, that's I mean, that's so typical. That's so typical. Two guys giant- fighting over one chick. They were trying to coexist as a as a championship tag team with a girl between them. You know that's going to end badly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> All right. Yeah. BTOsports.com, RacerX podcast, presented by Fox Racing. I mean, just look at these Rocky movies. They follow this great thing where he's an underdog. He works really hard. He just yeah. wants to go the distance. And then yeah. what happens? He starts making money. He starts getting complacent. He buys a jacket with a giant tiger face on the back. Yep. Yeah. In Rocky Porsche. Yeah. And yeah. then he starts, I mean, I believe the uh, lyrics to one of the songs like in Rocky Three are all about that. Oh, that's the Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, he loses the Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, that's in three. That's yeah, three. Yeah. yeah, well, he sucks in three, gets yeah. beat by Clubber Lang because yeah. he gets soft on yeah. top. Yeah. That's totally relatable. It's something that happens. He got complacent. Absolutely. Yes, it was 20% more ridiculous than any real boxing match would be. Right. But it has total things that you could see that and be like, don't do that. Do this. I can see why he was successful here. Take that in your real life. Okay. At some point, every dude has been like, you know. Wishing he could and so be you more would like, you like you've seen none of these modern super superhero movies? Absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not, not one of them. Avengers or any of these Marvel movies? Absolutely not. Dude, never. Will. Millions of people are seeing these. Yes, I mean they're huge. Oh, I'm fully yeah. aware of yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. No, none of them. Uh, none of the Harry Potters or the uh, what are the other ones? Lord Hobbit, of the Rings. Hobbit. No, Hobbit, no yeah, absolutely yeah. not. These are completely fictitious. <laughs> I mean, and wrestling is, is just a stretch of reality. Exactly. Right, right, it's just 20% right, right, dialed up. Right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank this you. podcast is I over. I one. Uh, thanks, Wygan. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, hope you enjoyed some of our uh, banter and bench racing back and forth. And uh, the next time you hear from me, I'll be the number one hockey reporter in the world, and Wygan will be uh, in, uh, interviewing um, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, dominating NASCAR. Dominating hey, NASCAR. Hey, man, when I get my hands on Jimmy Johnson and talk about the moto thing, I'm going to be in. Yeah. yeah He's a moto guy. He's yep. Cajon Zone. Yep. Talk about RJ. Yep. I think I am leaving this sport. Yep. All right, guys. See you. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing.
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The